Hey, and welcome to the Healthier You podcast. This is the number one place to be if you are a female leader looking to massively up-level your health. My name is Sarah Elizabeth and I'm your host. I'm a women's health coach with a mission to guide you into becoming the CEO of your health and your life. So each week we'll delve into topics to help you optimize your health, whether that be hormones, gut health, mindset, nutrition, personal growth, and so much more. I am so, so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Healthier You. So today we're going to be delving into PMS, and more specifically, the four different types of PMS and the root causes of those four types. So this episode is gonna serve as a really, really helpful reference guide for you to understand what type of PMS you have, where that might be coming from, so that you know how to make a start on healing your hormones, um, supporting hormonal balance, and getting to the root cause, to the bottom of your symptoms. So the reason that I wanted to have this conversation around PMS today is because I'm having a lot of conversations with women who are struggling with PMS symptoms and not really knowing A, that it isn't normal, or B, that there is something that you can do about it and you don't have to live with PMS, which when I first heard this, that my debilitating periods do not have to be a thing, it literally blew my mind that we were not taught these things in school and you know there are so many women myself included who struggled so badly with periods when they were a teenager that then they end up going on the pill because it's the only kind of stated option for us to no longer be experiencing these symptoms then we wind up being on the pill for years and years and years we are dealing with the side effects of the pill then we have to try and come off the pill and all of those symptoms come back and then some. And so we're in this kind of place where we're not even on the pill as a form of contraception. It's really just to get rid of PMS-y type symptoms that we're dealing with, which actually we don't need to deal with them. And with the right nutrition and lifestyle changes, you can completely eradicate your PMS, right? And that doesn't mean to say that you're not gonna feel differently at different phases of your cycle. It's completely normal that you feel different levels of energy at different points in your cycle or there are times where you may feel more sensitive or less kind of tolerant to BS and in need of more boundaries or whatever else and there may be times where you're more sociable and more outgoing and all of those things so it is completely normal to feel differently at different phases of your cycle but what isn't normal is to be experiencing symptoms that are literally getting in the way of you living your day-to-day life and what's really really interesting is that 80% of women struggle with PMS symptoms or have struggled with PMS symptoms at some point in their life 80% so no wonder so many of us are walking around thinking that it's completely normal for our periods to be hell because literally everybody is experiencing the same thing pretty much and so this episode I'm really hoping is going to be a little bit of a myth buster but also some really valuable tangible support in the area of actually getting to the bottom of this so that you're no longer dealing with these symptoms or needing the pill to deal with the symptoms for you. 
And if you are someone who just literally loves learning all things hormones, different phases of your cycle, the pill, there are so many different episodes in the podcast that will educate you on all of these different topics. So definitely recommend after you've listened to this one, having a scroll through and having a look at some of the other episodes that we have on periods, hormones, all the things. And you know, one of the reasons that I just absolutely love periods as a female is that it really is a scorecard of your overall health. So every single month you have a literal receipt from your body that is saying, how have you lived this month? How are you feeling this month? And you know, one of the things that I've really learned to do since balancing my hormones and really dealing with my PMS symptoms is every single month I've got an opportunity to check in with myself. Am I experiencing any symptoms? If I am, where do I think this is coming from? And it really plays into this idea of you being able to support yourself and you listening to your own body. The more that you can get to know your own symptoms, the more you can get to know how your body works, the better you can take care of yourself and the better you can show up for yourself. And so for example, when I have a month where I feel more tired on my period or maybe I do experience a little bit of pain it's a real permission slip for me to step back and ask myself why has this come up for me this month is it because I've not been prioritizing rest I've not been prioritizing sleep have I not been prioritizing eating enough protein like what is actually going on and why has this come up for me Now, I was somebody when I kind of first came into adulthood and started my periods that they were always awful all the time. They were always debilitating. They were always super painful. I always had acne. There were so many symptoms that I was experiencing that basically it was my body's way of crying for help and saying something is out of whack, something needs work to the point where I couldn't really read it, right? Because I was like, well, hang on a minute, everything's wrong. (laughs) Whereas when you get to a place where you have balanced hormones your inner place of good health and you experience symptoms you can then start to read hang on a minute this why is this symptom come back why is this coming up for me and it really helps you to understand the language of your own body and this is one of the things that I just absolutely love about working with women one-on-one is the fact that I get to teach them how to listen to their own body so that by the time they end up finishing our work together they then can self-coach because they know how to read their own body right at the very beginning of our work together they're in a place where they um, don't really know why they're experiencing the symptoms they're experiencing don't really know know why their periods are painful don't really know why they're why they're struggling with digestive issues and over time once I teach them how to support their body nutritionally we do the testing um, we look at their lifestyle we look at all the different factors that may be contributing and their symptoms come into balance their life comes back into balance their body comes back into balance then they self-coach because they're like, hey, I know what I need to do to keep my body in equilibrium. I know what I need to do to keep my body in a state of like, I'm okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. I know what I need to do to keep my blood sugar balanced, to keep my hormones in check, to keep my digestion in check. I've healed any kind of um, issues that I've got going on to the point where then if they do experience a symptom or they have a period that's a little bit tougher because that happens, right? Life is up and down. We are humans and symptoms are the only way that your body has to communicate with you that something needs work. And so when that happens, the client then has this amazing ability to be able to say hang on a minute 
this hasn't been happening for the last few months. So why is it happening now? Have I had a particularly tough month? Have I had a particularly, um, you know, stressful couple of months? Have I not been prioritizing my nutrition? Have I not been prioritizing my movement? Maybe I've been doing too much of the above, right? And so it gives you this amazing ability to reverse engineer where are these symptoms coming from? And so this is just a super helpful tool. And I just feel so, you know, I used to hate having a period. I used to hate it so much. I used to hate being a woman and now I absolutely love it I love that my body is constantly giving me feedback as to how things are going and where things are at Um, and so if you can really lean into hang on a minute what is my body trying to tell me then this will give you so much more of a feeling of empowerment around your body versus the resentment that we usually feel as females So just before we get started, I do wanna let you know that I only have a few slots left for one-on-one clients for the rest of the year. So I have been fully booked for the last few months and I've recently had a couple of clients finish with me and so I have opened up a couple of slots for one-on-one coaching. This is a really incredible opportunity to get some support with your health journey. So if you are someone who is struggling with digestive issues, maybe you're struggling with your hormones, maybe you're struggling with heavy, painful, irregular periods, maybe you're struggling with fatigue, maybe you are in a place where you're not sleeping very well, maybe you're in a place where you've got all of the above and all of your symptoms are kind of getting you down at the moment. Maybe you've been to the doctors, you've had your bloods done, the doctors have said you're absolutely fine, carry on with your life, but you just don't feel fine and your body is giving you all of these signals that things aren't right and something needs work. So if this is you, then you are potentially a really great fit for my one-on-one coaching. Within this container, you also get hair mineral testing um, included in the program so that we can get to the bottom of why you're feeling a certain way. I can have a look for your bloods for you as well, because as we all know, there's a massive difference between your bloods being fine and your bloods being optimal. There are so many times where I have a look at clients' bloods and they are literally on the very, very low end of the spectrum in terms of fine. And therefore there is definitely definitely work to be done there. Um, I have a look at your symptoms with you and we really get to the root cause of why things are coming up for you and put a plan of action in place and you get my wholehearted support all the way through for three months. So if this is of interest to you, if you know that you need some support and I really recommend as well, not waiting till the new year. The reason for that is because if you are someone, and I did a post on this on Instagram recently, where I talked about the fact that, you know, if you're already the kind of person who is saying, oh, I'll wait till the new year, I'll wait until January to start working on my health, you're already falling into that all or nothing mentality around your health. And this is not just from the perspective of working, you know, putting off working with a practitioner like myself, but it's even from the perspective of working on your health in general. If you are someone who is constantly going, I'll wait until when, I'll wait until when, I'll wait until when. Really ask yourself, you know, if at the end of the year, there's potentially a week where I'm not gonna be able to do things perfectly and that is stopping you from starting now and missing out on the amount of work that you could get done in two months is unreal. Um, You know, I have recently had a client who cleared her acne up, her 21 year journey of acne. She cleared that up within the space of a month. So there is so much that you can do within the space of a couple of months that it is literally not even worth you putting off 
it off till January and why wait until January to start working towards feeling good when you can actually start feeling good now and feel at your best by January it just doesn't make sense to me so if you are someone who is subconsciously putting it in the back of your mind oh just do that in January and this could be anything right this could be working on your health this could be starting a business this could be whatever goal you are working towards if you're saying I'm going to do this in the new year ask yourself how much time you are missing out on what amazing things are you missing out on by not doing it now right so just a little bit of a food for thought as we come to that time of the year where it's really really easy to kind of put things off I actually think it's the best time to start working on your health because you have to learn how to navigate your health around other you know life commitments if you can only work on your health when things are perfect we're in trouble because life is never perfect, right? Especially if you're a female leader and you're super busy and you have things going on all the time, there is just no way in hell that you're gonna have a week where you're not caught off guard. It always happens, it happens every single day, but we have to learn how to navigate our health around that and not have this kind of all or nothing mentality where I either do things perfectly or I don't do it at all. So I hope that was helpful, a little nugget of wisdom that was kind of impromptu, but essentially, if you are someone who feels that you want to start working on your health, you need some support, you want the testing you want someone to guide you through the process and collapse that time for you so that you can get the result that you want in quicker more effective more supported time I'm your girl so I'll drop the details in the podcast show notes so that you can have a look through what working with me one-on-one looks like you can book in a free discovery call we'll have a chat about where you're at in your journey so far what kind of symptoms you're dealing with and suss out whether we'd be um, the right fit for each other So let's chat about PMS and I wanted to get started with some of the symptoms because believe it or not there are over 150 symptoms of PMS which is absolutely wild to me and I think the problem is is that because over 80% of women experience PMS at some point in their life then we have this thing where we're not able to really differentiate what's normal versus what is a symptom right because it is quite normal to experience fluctuations and changes in mood and energy and things like that throughout our cycle but because because so many of us have experienced or do experience symptoms, we really don't know what's normal versus what isn't. And I was having a conversation with a client about this this week because she was saying, you know, my periods are so much better than they used to be, but I've been a little bit emotional this time around. Is that kind of normal? And, you know, it is completely normal to be more emotional during your luteal phase of your cycle. And so again, ask yourself, step back and get into the habit of asking yourself, what is my body trying to tell me? If I've been really emotional, like is it because I've not let myself honor the emotions that I've had all the way throughout the month and now it's coming out because my resiliency to it isn't as much um, or isn't as high as it usually is like what's going on here but to a certain extent it is kind of normal to be a little bit more emotional during this phase of your cycle but I want to talk about what isn't normal and what are the actual symptoms. Again, there are over 150 of them and they can either be non-physical or they can be physical, right? And so really, really important to kind of pinpoint what different symptoms you have. And, you know, it might be that you experience different symptoms during um, different periods, right? So it might be that one week you really struggle with mood swings, you're really irritable, and then the next month um, and the next cycle around, you're getting acne and bloating and that kind of thing. But 
And so it's really important to start tracking your cycle. I've got a few podcast episodes on this if you want to learn how to do that, but start tracking your cycle and start understanding which symptoms you're actually experiencing so that you can start to piece together what's going on with your period and what type of PMS you may be struggling with. So the symptoms can either be non-physical or physical. The non-physical ones are things like, for example, crazy mood swings, irritability, feeling completely out of control of your emotions, or maybe around food. I see this quite often with women who struggle with binge or emotional eating what they tend to find and you know if this is you and you struggle with emotional eating definitely pinpoint whereabouts in your cycle that's happening because one of the things that I really noticed with myself is that my binge eating tendencies were way more probable during my luteal phase which is absolutely wild obviously you know it was part of a hormonal situation which is one of the reasons why I feel like learning to eat intuitively is without understanding your hormones and without understanding how your body works and balancing your blood sugar and bringing your hormones back into balance doesn't work sometimes because you know sometimes your cravings aren't because of an emotional thing sometimes it's a very physical thing and so food cravings changes in your libido poor concentration um reduced cognitive um, ability as well which is really interesting so one of the things that is quite interesting is when you're in your luteal phase it is actually quite common to have sentences not flow as well as they should do right so if you're you've ever been at work and you're like I absolutely nailed saying that presentation and then you know a couple of weeks later you're like why can I not spit my words out like what is going on um and I'm currently on day one of my cycle as we speak so if there's any kind of stuttering or anything like that going on that will be the reason why um so this is quite common but if you get to a point where you're literally like oh my gosh I literally just cannot think straight I've got brain fog I just feel awful I cannot string sentences together like that is a symptom of PMS as well um anxiety, um, increase in kind of accidents and things like that can happen in PMS as well. Um, So those are some of the non-physical things. And then we have physical symptoms as well, which can include things like breast tenderness, which is one I hear of really, really often, headaches, migraines, things like backache, um, weight gain and a lot of water retention is another one, Um, acne, digestive concerns, bloating, like all of these different physical symptoms as well. So your first port of call is really to start writing down the exact symptoms that you're struggling with during your period. And are they coming every single month? Are they sporadic? Is it maybe a couple of times a year? You might find that your period improves at certain points in the year. You know, when you've been on holiday, for example, and maybe you've been in the sunshine and you've been relaxing, your nervous system is relaxed, you're managing your stress, you're having a good time. Maybe your period isn't so intense. Or maybe, for example, over Christmas, when you've been having lots to drink or whatever else maybe you notice that actually in January your periods are a little bit more difficult and so can you start to piece together how you live and how that kind of responds in your symptoms and I think this is again is a really empowering way of listening to your body and asking your body like how you know how am I living what do you need Uh, where could I potentially have given you a bit of extra support so I know for me for example I did so much work to balance my hormones to heal my body because I 
I was experiencing all of the things, right? Not only was I struggling with binge and emotional eating that I had a 10 year battle with, but then I also had hormonal conditions. I was diagnosed with um, IBS and I was just dealing with all of the things to the point where I was like, I don't even know where to start because I literally have symptoms coming from all angles at this point. But once I'd gone on that long journey of healing my body, now I'm at a place where if I experience a symptom during my period, which sometimes happens, right? I'm a human as well. And so there are times where I'm more stressed out. There are times where things happen in terms of, um, you know, with work or um, maybe I'm not prioritizing eating as much protein because I've been away or whatever else. And I start to notice that in my next period, my body is trying to tell me that by saying like, girl, you need to slow down, right? And so, you know, this still happens to me every now and again, but it's just about how are you going to respond to it? And what's your baseline? Because my baseline used to be absolutely chronic pain, chronic symptoms, just inability to deal with it. And now my baseline is optimal health or in pretty decent health. And um, every now and again, a symptom will come back to remind me that, hey, you're, you know, you still need to take care of yourself. And so this is where I'm really grateful for the feedback that my body gives me. And you can definitely get to that place too. So start to note down the symptoms that you're experiencing and um, try to kind of place uh, an indication of why that might be the case. So let's move on into the four different types of PMS. It may be that you really resonate with a few of these. It may be that you have a really dominant type, but you kind of resonate with a few symptoms of the other types as well. So again, this is really just to get to know your body on a deeper level and understand like, okay, what is my predominant issue here and what could this be down to? So the first type of PMS is PMSA, which is basically PMS anxiety. Now, usually this type of PMS is coming from an imbalance between the level of estrogen versus the level of progesterone in your body, right? And so oftentimes this presents as really high estrogen or being estrogen dominant or potentially not having enough progesterone. And so what that creates is these symptoms of anxiety, irritability, and ultimately those non kind of physical um, symptoms mainly around how you feel. So feeling anxious, feeling irritable, feeling kind of on edge. So this imbalance between estrogen and progesterone is actually something that I see quite commonly in my health coaching practice and is such a key player, especially when it comes to hormone health. So it plays a really big part in PCOS, endometriosis, obviously PMS, there are so many different conditions where estrogen dominance or not enough progesterone is such a massive piece of the puzzle. And so understanding how to increase your levels of progesterone whilst also for the most part, kind of um, excreting excess estrogen and again the problem is that oftentimes I'm working with clients who are also then really constipated and so if you're in a place where you're struggling with estrogen dominance for example but then you're also constipated or you're not you know passing stool efficiently then that's the way that your body detoxifies estrogen right it actually you know comes out in your poop so if you're not pooping you're recirculating and recirculating um, estrogen over and over and over again then we have this dominance situation um, and so sometimes times, you know, your gut um, is the root cause of your hormone conditions, which is also really interesting, right? But, you know, this imbalance of estrogen and progesterone is really, really important to consider. 
So the next type of PMS is PMS-C, which is PMS cravings. So this is really down to blood glucose imbalances. So I know that we've spoken a couple of times on the podcast before about blood sugar irregularities and being on that blood sugar roller coaster throughout the day. And overall, if you're doing that on a daily basis, you're really setting yourself up for hormone havoc, right? Because ultimately insulin, which is the hormone that's got to come to the rescue when your blood sugar's out of whack, is something that is treated as a priority by the body. And so when it's busy, prioritizing insulin and you know getting your blood sugar back into balance it cannot prioritize um you know estrogen progesterone and other um kind of uh hormones that you need for reproductive health right so balancing your blood sugar is a really really key part of hormone health it's so important but it's also a root cause of so many other conditions as well so things like diabetes for example again pcos um balancing your blood sugar is such a huge part of so many different aspects of your health and it's actually something that I really do wish I knew about sooner even when I did my health coaching training I hadn't learned about balancing your blood sugar and so it was not something that I was aware of and then when I put that into practice with my own hormone health honestly it made the biggest difference I cannot even tell you Um, and you know there's some really really interesting research around you know how chronically imbalanced blood sugar can lead to a whole host of other conditions right PMS um, is just one of them And, you know, I think this would be a good time to say that actually a lot of your symptoms could probably be coming down to the same thing. I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, I've got pre-diabetes and I've also got PMS and I've also got digestive issues and I've also got thyroid issues. Actually, a lot of them could be coming from the same root cause. And so oftentimes when you chalk the root cause off, it really supports every other area of your health. And so that's really important to consider as well that, you know, if you're someone who has PMS and this and that and the other, really have a think about like, hang on a minute, could it be one thing that's causing all of the above because usually one imbalance kind of um, networks out into another area of the body and causes another as well so it's really interesting to have a think about Um, but yeah PMSC PMS cravings um, is usually down to blood glucose imbalances but it's also usually down to um, a deficiency in magnesium Again, this is why the hair mineral testing is so, so powerful because it will tell you where you're at mineral-wise with all the essential minerals you need for optimal hormone health, digestive health, and all of the things. Um, And so understanding where you're at with that is really, really helpful. Um, So yeah, so looking at both of those is really important. And it's actually really interesting because I work with so many clients who think that they struggle with emotional eating, but then we look at their, their, um, you know, the way that they're eating, their diet, their um, lifestyle. And it's actually really clear that it's got nothing to do with emotion and everything to do with nutrition and the fact that their blood sugar isn't balanced they're deficient in a few nutrients and so no wonder your body is absolutely insatiably hungry because you're in a place where your body's searching for energy searching for nutrients Um, and so um, with this there is an increased appetite lots of sugar cravings lots of cravings for carbs that insatiable hunger that you just can't seem to shake off so that is pmsc So next we have PMSD, which is PMS depression. So oftentimes PMSD comes from a, again, going back to this balance of estrogen and progesterone, but actually this time it's really low estrogen, right? Again, something that I see quite often in my health coaching practice is this imbalance being completely off, either estrogen being absolutely through the roof, causing havoc, or it being really, really low and causing these kind of like mood um, disorders. Um, And then 
we have um, neurotransmitter imbalances as well. So things like, for example, low serotonin, which then kind of are exacerbated during this point in your cycle. And so with PMSD, it's also really important to have a look at optimizing that estrogen to progesterone balance and to eat to support serotonin levels as well. And what's really important is that the majority of your serotonin is actually made in your gut. So guess what we need to focus on? Gut health, absolutely. And so really ensuring that you're in a place where you are eating to support um, serotonin production is super, super important as well. So another thing that I wanted to kind of caveat on here as well is that there is a condition called PMSD. DD, which affects maybe one to 10% of women. And it essentially is a really severe form of the PMD. So it's very much kind of struggling with really severe anxiety, severe depression, severe irritability, and really severe kind of mood disorders. So if you're in a place where you're like, I'm sure this is not just PMS and I'm really, really struggling. It may be that you are struggling with PMDD. And so very interesting to do a little bit of research on. I definitely don't think PMDD is spoken about enough. I think potentially there is a lot more of it around um, than is stated because not a lot of women know that it exists. I definitely didn't. So for me, mood and depression and, you know, almost even suicidal thoughts at times really consumed my mind during this phase of my cycle. And so if I'd have known that PMDD was a thing maybe I would have um kind of looked to get a diagnosis on that um but I just didn't even know it was a thing so it's really really interesting we need to be having more of these conversations around conditions that can occur around your cycle so definitely you know if you're resonating with any of this um please do go to a doctor um do your own research really um get support and advocate for your health i think that's you know really really important so then we have pmsh which is essentially pms hyperhydration now this one is really to do with increased water retention and again this is something that i see in my practice so often and something that i also experience my and I think especially if you are someone who really struggles with your body image or has had a history of kind of body image issues then this one can be particularly triggering because we can get to this point in our cycle and it really makes us lose it right because we're like oh my goodness what happened overnight I just all of a sudden feel like I've gained loads of weight and retaining a load of like what is going on and we start blaming food we start getting really upset with ourselves uh, we start beating ourselves up we start restricting and you know that often makes matters worse especially when it comes to our hormone health so I think um you know if this is you again and you're noticing that actually oh my goodness I feel like I have a bad body image day every time I'm in my luteal phase because I feel like I've gained loads of weight um really asking yourself you know is it that you've gained weight or have you just retained um water and are you retaining water and what's actually going on there this is the power of knowing when in your cycle things are happening right because you may feel like you have bad body image days you know really really often but when you pinpoint it and actually your bad body image days are always six days before your period on the run up to your period or whatever, you can start to piece together. Well, actually maybe, maybe this is less so about body image and maybe this is how I'm experiencing my cycle or maybe this is, um, you know, anxiety around my cycle or water retention around my cycle or, um, you know, negative thoughts around my cycle or what, what needs to be, you know, what needs to be put in this area of my cycle to really support me. Um, so for example, for myself, I know that I am more prone to feeling anxious during um, my luteal phase and so I have a lot more time away from my phone I have a lot less time scrolling I do a lot more reading I do a lot I'm really focusing on activities that aren't going to 
produce more anxiety or cause more anxiety right and so really leaning into what you experience at which phase of your cycle and how you can support yourself is super super important so yeah this is where you may experience increased water retention maybe you feel puffy maybe you feel like you've gained weight and you may also experience things like breast swelling and tenderness um, abdominal bloating as well and swelling of the hands and feet you all you you just feel all around kind of more puffy and uh, more kind of uh, water retainy. <laughs> I know that's not a word, but we're going to go with it. Now, this often has to do with a hormone called aldosterone, which is actually really important for the balance of water and salt within the body. Hence, it really affecting kind of water retention and that kind of thing. Now, salt is really, really important, but quality really matters. So if you are eating, um, you know, table salt, processed salt with a bunch of like random stuff in it, then I would definitely recommend switching to a really good quality sea salt, Celtic sea salt, pink Himalayan salt, something like that, just because the quality of the salt that you have is really, really important. And sodium is so important, so, so important. And the amount of times that I um, work with women and do their hair mineral testing and their sodium levels are like extremely low because they have learned that salt is really bad and I shouldn't have um, enough of it simultaneously um, they are always craving salt and always craving salty foods their body is clearly trying to tell them something um, and you know they it comes back on the hair mineral testing that their sodium is really really low and so again this just has a big role to play in terms of like the water retention and how you're experiencing uh, the way that your body is retaining water especially during this phase of your cycle excess estrogen can also be a massive factor with this um, type of PMS as well um, along with stress and magnesium deficiency is another one or um, again too low um, magnesium levels within the body or your body burning through magnesium that again there are plenty of times where I work with clients and they're on a magnesium supplement but then we do their hair mineral testing and their magnesium is still really really low and that's because your body will burn through it when it is under stress and so really important and again this kind of really paints the picture as to how important minerals are when it comes to hormone health and hormone balance um i have another podcast episode around minerals and you know are minerals the missing piece in your health puzzle and um it's a really really good listen if you're not sure how minerals impact every other area of your health so definitely recommend uh giving that one a listen as well so those are the four different types we have pmsa pms anxiety pmsc pms craving pmsd pms depression um and pmsh hyperhydration so again really really helpful to kind of get clear on which one of these you may be struggling with are there any synchronicities is there one that's really dominant if so um what was the root cause of that and can you start to investigate that a little bit further so i really really hope that this episode has been helpful and that you have learned a lot and um that this has given you some next steps to really think about on your hormone healing journey um as always if you have found this helpful please do give it a screenshot give it a share um, I would also love to know if you like these types of episodes so always feel free when you've listened to my podcast to drop me a message on Instagram and just let me know which episodes you're loving and what you want to hear more of and I will leave any details for working with me and information about one-on-one -on -one coaching the hair mineral testing and everything else in the show notes thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to chat with you again next week